if Kentucky basketball doesn't end up getting Hunter Dickinson in the transfer portal, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I don't really see a whole lot of other options out there. You are Locked On Kentucky, your daily podcast on the Kentucky Wildcats, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, what is going on, Big Blue Nation? Welcome on in to Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast. I'm your host, Lance Dahl, writer for Sports Illustrated for various SEC-related things. But on this podcast, we take a dive into all things Kentucky athletics. On today's episode of Locked On Kentucky, we're going to be looking at some other transfer portal players that the Wildcats could be pursuing instead of Hunter Dickinson. Uh, A couple of you have asked about this recently, and I'm going to dive into that topic today. Also, something that I mentioned, I believe, last Friday, Zoom Diallo is uh, currently apparently a prospect for the Kentucky Wildcats. Going to talk about him, going to talk about what we've seen out of him and what Kentucky's recruitment looks like uh, with Diallo. Thank you so much for making Locked On Kentucky your first listen every single day. Want to remind everybody out there that we are free and available on all platforms, and I want to thank you guys so much To start off today's episode, we have officially reached 4,000 subscribers here uh, on the YouTube channel for Locked On Kentucky. It is just so crazy to me to think that 4,000 people uh, have subscribed to uh, kind of join the ride here. And I appreciate everybody that subbed recently. It's been a great time for the channel. I really appreciate everybody kind of giving their thoughts and opinions uh, in the YouTube comments and on socials and on the podcast feed, uh, just kind of being very encouraging and just kind of asking uh, good questions and having great conversation. I really appreciate hanging out with you guys, and it's a uh, it's a lot of fun for me to do this show every single weekday. So, transfer portal players to get instead of Hunter Dickinson. A couple of you have asked about this, and I'm going to dive into a couple of different players that Kentucky could be looking at instead of Dickinson. But I want to point something out here real quick for you. There are a variety of opinions out there about what Hunter Dickinson would be, and if you don't know, it's the transfer from Michigan. He's the top player in the uh, in the transfer portal right now. There's a lot of opinions out there about what he would be relative to Oscar Shibway returning. I told you on yesterday's episode, if I had a lean, I would choose Dickinson, but to be honest with you, I don't really see there being a sizable gap between what these two players would do uh, elevation-wise uh, for this program uh, in 2023 because of all the other players that are going to be asking for the ball and scoring uh, moving forward. If I'm not mistaken, Tristan Ferris, friend of the program, recently put out an article kind of giving his thoughts on Shebway and Dickinson and essentially saying that he'd rather have Shebway back, and he explained his reasoning why in the in the article. Would encourage you guys, guys to go check that out. It's a differing opinion. Um, again, I'm, I'm, I don't feel strongly at all about mine, but there's, there's a lot of nuance to what could happen here. There's a lot of different things that could unfold, and I think that at the end of the day, if Kentucky picks up somebody, anyone, they're probably going to be solid, and they're probably going to be okay for the Wildcats. Second thing I want to point out here before I dive into this, Hunter Dickinson is the best player in the transfer portal. Full stop. So anybody else that Kentucky gets, they may be a better fit for the Wildcats, But I don't think they're going to be a better overall player. I don't think that there is a better overall player in the the portal right now. And a lot of people, I think, would agree with that. So if you're looking past Dickinson, who, according to the episode that we did yesterday, um, according to Dickinson, or at least according to KSR, Dickinson said that he'd love to come to Kentucky. 
Um, but he doesn't want to be here if Oscar, Oscar Sheba is going to be back. So there's, if you look past him, there's some players that you could be looking at and saying, okay, maybe we pick them up. But I'm not going to lie to you, there's not a lot of great options. So you've got Dickinson at the top, Kellel Ware, uh, somebody else that Kentucky fans wanted uh, the Wildcats to pursue. He committed to Indiana. Jesse Edwards from Syracuse committed to West Virginia. Graham Ike from uh, Wyoming, not a good fit for Kentucky, I wouldn't have thought, but he is currently crystal balled to go to Gonzaga. Uh, And we're going to kind of dive into some of these other prospects here as we work our way down the 24-7 sports, the best centers in the portal uh, here because there seems to be a bit of a contradictory thought process when it comes to what, what Kentucky needs out of the transfer portal. Because I've seen, and I'm not saying that any of you individually are guilty of this, there is clearly a, a need for a fit here at the center spot. There's also, you know, nothing wrong with picking up the best talent available. But for us to sit here and say, Kentucky needs something niche, they need a defensive player, they need this, that, or the other, there cannot also be followed by that, um, a complaint about a lack of ability to recruit high school prospects to fill that void or the inability to recruit better players to fit that spot saying, oh, well, this kid came from this no-name school. He can't be good. I can't believe this is what Kentucky has come to. Whereas you're also saying we need to pass up up on Hunter Dickinson, the best player in the portal because he doesn't fit as well. I'm not saying any of you out there are holding that opinion. I've just seen some people kind of go back and forth waffling on it. So we have to have a direct, clear path here. So if the goal is for Kentucky to get a defensive-minded player that fits well and can run in transition, you know, maybe there are a couple of different guys out there that fit that mold, but there are not a ton, just, just to be completely honest with you. That's part of the portal. I mean, that's why that's part of reality with it. These kids, you might have been recruiting out of high school. You might have been doing that, but more times than not, you weren't, and you're reevaluating them now that they've been able to go through college a little bit and maybe the sacrifice that you make is they're not perfect fits, but they're really good players individually. So Caden Shedrick is the first player I want to talk about here. He is a junior from Virginia. If you know anything about this kid, statistically, he's not a world beater, but he was solid. Averaged 6.2 points, four rebounds, and he shot 65% from the floor. I believe he only took five three-pointers on the season, so he's not going to be somebody that can stretch the floor for you. He got 43 blocks on the year, which is solid. I, I don't see... Um, I, I don't see this being somebody that runs the floor for you in, in a crazy way. Um, he was more of a forward than a center for them last year at six foot eleven. He still, I think, could play the five for UK if they really wanted to at six eleven two thirty. Um, but he was good. He was good for the Cavs. Um, he had fifteen points in the in the loss to Furman in the uh, in the NCAA tournament. Had four blocks in that game. He played really well. He would be somebody that would be, I think, a very solid addition, a backup to Uganda Onyenzo, or somebody to split time with Onyenzo. But it doesn't look like Kentucky's pursuing him. Uh, according to 24-7 Sports, just two days ago, uh, they wrote an article talking about how Shedrick has set visits to Duke and Texas uh, among a few upcoming trips. Uh, for him, he's also going to take a trip to Xavier in Missouri as well uh, here in the next uh, coming few days. So Shedrick, I think, would be based on what his expectation for a role with the Wildcats is, I think they, I think he'd be great. I think he'd be great. I think the sales pitch would be pretty clear as to what Kentucky would want out of him. I think it would be a somewhat of an improvement. 
of where his current status was at UVA. I think he'd have an opportunity to score more, to be seen more. Kentucky's obviously a great place to get players closer to the NBA. And, uh, yeah, Shedrick would be, uh, he currently lists as a four-star prospect in the transfer portal. He was a high four-star coming out of high school. I think he'd be a good player. Um, But he's not being looked at by Kentucky right now, at least not according to the most recent news uh, about Caden Shedrick. He is the fifth best center in this transfer portal class right now. The second player I want to get to here is Musa Cisse, uh, who some of you may know, seven foot one out of Guinea. Uh, he played for Memphis for a year, or two years it might have been actually, and then he transferred over to Oklahoma State, former five-star prospect. Uh, this kid was expected to kind of pop off and be something special. He was expect, expected to like really break out this season, and I don't think he played bad. I, I think I think he played pretty solid. He had sixty-two blocks uh, this season. For the, uh, for the Cowboys, he averaged seven points, eight rebounds. He shot 58% from the field. And look, if he's looking for a role where he can split time with somebody and split time with Onyenzo, I think that would be great. I've not seen much about where uh, Cissé could be leaning. Does Kentucky want a, what is a guy heading into his fourth year in college and hasn't panned out to be a five-star? In this scenario, I don't really think it matters. Because all he's being asked to do is be a rotational piece in this in this front court here, and then maybe be a starter or maybe be another rotational piece in next year's team. But at seven one, I would take him. He's not a three point shooter. He's somebody that can anchor things down low uh, defensively. He's very solid. I would say yes to Cisse. But again, doesn't really look like Kentucky's taking a strong look at him, and so I, I hate it for Wildcats fans, but. Kentucky doesn't really seem, because of Shibwe holding things up, doesn't really seem like they're going to be getting active in the portal much, if at all, um, here until Shibwe makes a decision, which goes back to what we were saying on yesterday's episode. Would love to see Shibwe try and make this decision quicker. Kentucky may be pushing him to do that, according to Matt Jones of KSR. Is it going to happen? I don't know. And Kentucky may be best served trying to find somebody else to replace him or at least pursuing players to replace him. Cause if I were Kentucky, I would be hate to stuck in, be stuck in limbo like this. Like I, I want an answer to help better myself because at this point, if Shibwe doesn't come back and they miss out on all these transfer portal players, it's going to be like, it's, it's going to be like, uh, it's going to be, you got on Yenzo and Aaron Bradshaw and you need a backup center. I'm not, uh, you can't go into next season with Lance Ware as your backup center. You can't do that. The final player I want to get to here is Elijah Hutch, uh, Hutchins Everett. I really hope this kid hasn't committed somewhere. I looked, I couldn't find it. Uh, averaged 11 and a half points as a sophomore, 5.5 rebounds, shot 48% from the floor uh, at, for uh, Austin P. This past season, he was uh, a little bit of a three-point shooter, shot 32% from beyond the arc, not great. Um, also not defensively a prospect I think Kentucky would want to dive into. But look, those are those are their best choices right now, I think. Caleb Boone is not somebody that I would be interested in. He's too short. Uh, Johan Treor from Auburn, uh, he was one of the best prospects coming out of last year's class and played awful uh, in the time that he got to spend uh, with Auburn. And I, I know I got to witness it firsthand. Uh, he he needs some he he needs some love and support is what he needs for his development. Um, so I think Cisse, 
I think uh, I think Caden Shedrick would be two good, really, really addition, or really, really good additions. Kentucky's not looking at him, and I know that some of you are frustrated out there that we keep talking about Dickinson, Hunter Dickinson, this, Hunter Dickinson, that, yada 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 yada. But there's not another option right now for Kentucky in the transfer portal, at least not one that they're looking at. So until that happens, we're going to continue to talk about the best possible option the best realistic option for the Wildcats to kind of help aid the center spot. If you've got any thoughts on any players Kentucky could be looking at or should be looking at in the transfer portal, you can leave it in the YouTube comments below or you can hit me on the socials at LockedOnUK. I want to talk about a player that we've not gotten a chance to discuss yet here on the show and honestly may be more of uh, of a Gonzaga lean because of ties. Uh, but he's, he's uh, the brother of a former Kentucky Wildcat. Before we get to that, though, I want to tell you guys about our friends over at FanDuel. Right now, as you know, the MLB season has just begun. The NBA playoffs have, start, playoffs have started as well, and there's no better time to get in on the action over at FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers can step up to the plate with a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000, and all you have to do is go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up, place your first bet, and get up to $1,000. K back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Like I said, uh, I've been telling you guys I really enjoy doing over-under props for baseball. It's one of my favorite things to do with FanDuel. And on top of that, you can do some different things with NBA as well. Steals, points, rebounds, you know, overall uh, overall performance for, for different players. You can do things for home runs, strikeouts as well. Uh, you can do a lot of different things uh, over at FanDuel with their props. It's very, very fun. Uh, don't miss your chance to get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Again, FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. That's FanDuel, the official partner of Major League Baseball and the NBA. All right, continuing along here on the Tuesday edition of Locked On, Kentucky Lance Dahl hanging out here with you. But I think that Kentucky, if they wanted to really pursue this kid, they could get him for a couple of reasons. Number one, I think that before we start breaking down what Diallo is and what he could be for next year's team, well, this kind of ties into that. Kentucky has four five-star freshman on their roster this upcoming year. And then they've got a four-star in Reed Shepard. I would assume that Reed Shepard stays. If he doesn't, Kentucky's going to really, really be hurting at the combo guard or shooting guard spot next year. And Diallo would be, as you know, the number nine player right now in the class, he would be a great fit. If you talk about strong uh, physical guards that have some height to them, that can shoot, I think that he is what you want for a UK player. He's got length, and he's got that mentality. In the in the words of, uh, you know, just about anybody, I, I, I wanted to pick out somebody specific, but I won't. Uh, to quote myself, he's got that dog in him. I'll say me, because I've said that before. So Diallo, six foot four, 190 pounds. He's out of Kernis Senior High School. Again, like I mentioned, the number nine player, in the 2024 class, according to 24-7 Sports, their composite rankings have him at the number 19 spot, so 10 spots lower. Uh, again, like I mentioned, he's taken visits elsewhere uh, besides Kentucky. Hasn't taken a visit for the Wildcats yet. Arizona, Florida State, Gonzaga. He's going to plan a visit to USC as well. Uh, right now, I think Kentucky is just kind of starting to show some of that interest, uh, a couple weeks ago, there was an article written about them actually just kind of identifying him and being able to talk to him a little bit. He had an inter interview with KSR uh, in which he said, I think I pre fit pretty well in their system. 
with just the fact that they have a lot of athletic guys that can go up and down and play really aggressively. They're known for producing a lot of pros that played in the NBA or are currently in the NBA. Coach Cal is a winning coach, a great coach. I've been watching Kentucky for a long time, just seeing that he puts faith in his freshman coming in. Just watching him put his belief in the freshman really means a lot. Uh, he also said, a place where I'm not only there for basketball, but where they care for me, playing in a style in a playing style that I'm very comfortable in. Uh, and the article goes on to, to note that it's likely that Gonzaga and Arizona are two of the leaders here. Florida State obviously being in the mix as well. Taking visits to all three. Once he does get that... Uh, that, two thousand, or that, that visit here for the 2024 class, once he does get that visit for UK, I'm curious to see if things start to shift in the Wildcats' favor. He's been scouted by Kentucky. Uh, he's been scouted by 24-7. And I'll kind of give you my thoughts on, on what he is, essentially. It's pretty much what 24-7 sports has to say. Diallo is a power guard with a good positional size and strength, along with the early skill set and feel for the game to match. Very, very big. Very physical. Um, he he kind of uses his body and his length to kind of help him out in, in what he does on the basketball court, which is what 24-7 Sports says. He's got good pick-and-roll instincts, uses his body well, both as a handler and finisher, showing good balance in body control, fluid release, shooting both off the catch and the dribble, and is a great threat both with his pull-up and beyond the arc. While he can get downhill, he also rarely, rarely gets sped up and does a good job of dictating his tempo. So that's what I wanted to say. It's not just that this kid is big and physical, but he's under control. It's something that you see out of really, really good NBA point guards. This is the Chris Paul comparison here, and I'm not saying he's CP3 in terms of his ability to distribute the basketball. I'm saying upper body control is something that I think you really need to focus on if you're going to be a top guard in both college and the NBA, or just anything, period. You need to be able to have that that control and that consistency and that ability to move with and, and contort your body in different ways. And you see that out of Diallo on top of the size. 24-7 Sports goes on to say, there's clear passing potential as well with some high-level finds off the dribble, both going through the lane and coming off ball screens. He possesses natural competitive competitiveness and tools that should ultimately translate on the defensive end of the floor as well. Uh, in case I didn't mention it, he is from Tacoma, Washington. Uh, so he is out west, taking visits out west. And Gonzaga, it makes sense um, that they are that they currently are in the lead. If I'm not mistaken, um, one of their uh, assistant coaches just moved from somewhere to Gonzaga, which kind of makes it even more of an interesting spot for him, potentially, uh, if uh, if uh, if he was to uh, to be heavily pursued and eventually. Uh, given a commitment by the by the Zags, but Diallo, I'm intrigued with because of what he could be for next year's team. Does Kentucky need him over maybe another player that could, they could be looking at the class? I don't know, but he is the best overall point guard according to 24/7 for a reason, and I really like his tape. I think he's smooth. It's something that you see out of these top high school prospects. They're just able to do things that most other, even college players, can't which is just stay under control. It's very, very difficult to do at the high school level. It's very uncommon that you see it at the high school level. And it's something that I think Diallo could bring to the table for UK. It's something that they need uh, out of their guard spot. Not just consistency, not just length, but they need that control and that pace. So really interesting prospect, Zoom Diallo. If you got any thoughts on Diallo or if you've got anything you want me to say about him, you can leave it in the YouTube comments below or hit me on the socials. 
And I think that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked On Kentucky. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked On UK. You can follow me on Twitter at Lance Dahl underscore. And you can follow the show over on Instagram. That is at Kentucky Podcast. Again, questions, comments, concerns, leave them in the comments. Hit me on the socials. I will see you all tomorrow for another episode of Locked On Kentucky. Hope you guys have a great rest of your day. And God bless.